This is Off the Red Carpet with George Pinocchio, sponsored by Mercedes-Benz. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Off the Red Carpet. I'm George Pinocchio, and I am here with someone who is really the preeminent film critic in America today. It's Leonard Maltin, his daughter, Jessie Maltin, who is following in his movie-loving footsteps, and together they are putting on something called Maltin Fest in Los Angeles, May 10th, May 11th, May 12th, and you're going to hear more from those dates from Leonard and Jessie as we continue this conversation. So welcome, Leonard, and as I said to you before we started taping, what took so long? <laughs> what took so long uh, it, it, Required my daughter Jessie to grow up <laughs> and, become, and become my producer <laughs> and my partner in crime. And uh, she's been easing into that position for a number of years now. She's my social media guru. I'm clueless. Guru. That's the word, right? Yeah, you're good at it. <laughs> she is. And my uh, co host on our weekly podcast, Malton on Movies. And uh, she has really led me into the world of new media. But this is old media. This is old-fashioned media that we're talking about. This is movies. Movies in a theater with an audience. Movies that are projected on film as well as digitally projected. That's what we're doing at the historic Sid Grauman Egyptian Theater on May 10th through 12th, as you mentioned. And we're calling it a collection of hidden gems. These are movies that didn't really get a big audience when they first came out and deserve one. Uh, like Alexander Payne. Everyone knows him from Election and Descendants and About Schmidt. Sideways. Sideways. All those wonderful movies he's made. But not a lot of people have seen his first movie uh, called Citizen Ruth, a very stinging social satire <laughs> starring Laura Dern. Well, Alexander and Laura Dern are coming to our screening which is going to be really cool on Saturday. Uh, Nicole Holof Center, who just got an Oscar nomination this year, she's one of the two writers on uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me with Melissa McCarthy. She's made a, a string of really terrific movies, all kind of social satires too. And the one I like best is called Please Give with Katherine Keener, her favorite actress, and Oliver Platt. And she's coming to, to our opening day uh, with her film. Uh, we, we, we have a whole weekend of activities, not just films and Q&As. We have a mass book signing by film book authors on Sunday. Wow. We have two and, and live And we're doing podcasts. that with Larry Edmonds because they're Larry two. We want, the, whole, the whole point in figuring all of these pieces out was how many friends can we support? Uh, how can we make it a real community kind of an event? Well, first of all, my dad's an author. And that's what he's been doing longer than everything else mm -hmm. is writing. And we know book signings are stressful. They just are. Uh, everything anyone's going to yeah, show. You don't know if anyone's <laughs> going to come or not. It's a whole thing. And, <laughs> but I said, if, if I know if we put nine different authors together and work with Larry Edmonds, a real bookstore with four walls that you can walk into. And, and a uh, famous one. Yeah, famous Classic. one. Oh, yeah. Also on Hollywood Boulevard, just a few doors down from the Egyptian, actually. Uh, you know, they're, they're coming, and they're the ones that are going to be selling all the books. So you're supporting an author. You're also supporting a real bookstore. It's happening on Mother's Day. So uh, we've also put it out there that any Malton Fest badge holder can bring their mom for free. And my mom clarified, your grandmother, your aunt, <laughs> your, your, the, a person you see is your mother. And, and, uh, my, and my wife. You can Alice. bring them for free. My wife, Alice, her mom. My mom. Uh, is going to host Mamosas. Mamosas. Mamosas <laughs> on Sunday morning. Well. <laughs> All right. But, you know, look, there's someone like Alexander Payne or Laura Dern. They don't have to be connected to this movie anymore. No. But yet they're 
going to be there to support you. So what was it like when you heard that Laura said, I'm in? Screaming. <laughs> Lots of screaming. Well, we, we've gotten to know her a little bit. and We know firsthand what a nice person she is. A genuinely kind, good-hearted person. And we know how much she cares for this movie and for Alexander, who directed and co-wrote it. And so uh, she's also just in general, she loves people. She is an inspiring person. She uh, I've known her since I was a little kid and she has treated me the same from then to now. Big hugs, warmth. And, and that's part of what makes her who she is, is you want to be that woman's best friend. Uh, so having her is huge. And we love Alexander. Uh, and he's an incredible filmmaker, but also just passionate. Yeah. I'm friendly with Scott Alexander and Larry Karaszewski, who've written many good movies. They wrote The People versus Larry Flint, mm-hmm. and uh, they just won uh, Emmys. For Versace. For the People versus O.J. and the Gianni Versace story. They write about real-life stories and crimes and all of that. Well, they wrote a film called Big Eyes two years ago, or is it three now? I, I can't. Uh, <laughs> starring Amy Adams. Which I loved. A yes. really good movie. But again, didn't become a hit. And deserves to be seen by more people than have seen it already. But deserves to be in the theater yeah. on the screen. It, Listen, you know, it's great to be able to screen films and stream films at home, but it's better to come and do it with a, a simpatico audience. That's that's part of the fun and it's part of the reason that filmmakers work so hard on their films, to get that kind of reaction. I will also say, though, that one of the first complaints I get from people, and I get it because I experience it too, is oh, people are talking, they've got their phones out. They have not met me because if you get a phone out or you're talking, uh, I say that. My mother is bad for whispering in movies, I'll admit it. Uh, we got a little muzzle. No, I'm kidding. She's, but uh, no, everyone, this thing is, it's like everybody deserves to have a great movie going experience. So if you come to Malton Fest and someone gets a phone out, I am so okay with you throwing that phone into the traffic. You know, the idea is for us all to be there together, but for, for it to happen in real life, you know, people talk about turning off their phones. I'm going to go, I'm just going to turn my phone off and I'm going to have some me time. Well, this is also that. Turn your phone off. You're going to talk to people in person, off of the internet. And part of the fun of going to a film festival is comparing notes with people, strangers. Yeah. You're standing there in the courtyard, you know that wonderful courtyard in front of the Egyptian is a great gathering place. Mm-hmm. And we expect that it will be over that weekend. And people will be saying to each other, what'd you think of that one? I, you know, I, I didn't see that one the first time around. That's what you do at a film festival. Well, I love that you're doing something else that I think is inviting to anyone who might attend your festival. People hear film festival, they think they have to buy a badge and a three-day pass that's $250, and they don't have that much money in their budget for that week. But you're telling people, come on, it's not about money. It's not expensive. Well, we have to, we have to make back our expenses, sure, obviously. Sure, of course. So a three-day pass is 195 uh, a one-day pass. So is- Friday is 50, Saturday is 100, Sunday's 100, but we will be putting single tickets on sale soon. If, if, uh, if available. Yes, right, yeah. Okay. If, if there's still space. Kind of like a student rush. But we've know? got, you know, on, on the say, on the Sunday... Any pass holder can bring their mom for free. We've been doing deals. Uh, any member of the American Cinematheque gets $10 off. It was just Leonard Malton Day. We offered $20 <laughs> off of every badge. And if you're a film student or a film, or a film teacher, 
$25 for the whole See, show. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. These are the folks who, if you're a student, you probably don't have that money. But if you're of a certain age, you want to support a festival like this. And so it's easy to hand over that kind of money. Yeah. Well, my, my feeling was, the truth is, I would do everything for free if I could do that. Because I can't. I always want people to feel included and I always want them to feel like they're welcome. And if you make something really expensive, they can't. And to me, that's, you know, it's one thing when someone says, oh, I wish I lived in LA. I can't help you with that. <laughs> but if you, you know, but if you are here, we've been doing so many giveaways. My, what I told my parents is as soon as we get enough sponsorship to cover our cost, I will give away as many tickets as I can. And we finally got there, and we're very grateful to the sponsors that we have. Uh, Well, let's support those benefactors. Absolutely. Who do we need to applaud? Private individuals in several cases. Uh, uh, in Guam, we are not allowed to release their names. <laughs> no, uh, TCM is is one of our sponsors. Lewis Black Productions and Lewis Black, not the comedian, but the fellow who helped start South by Southwest and the Austin Chronicle. My wow. dad's best friend since they were twelve. Uh, he's one of our sponsors. Cynthia uh, Sears Cynthia Buxton. Cynthia Sears Buxton, in the name of a wonderful guy named Frank Buxton, who was a performer and a writer and a film buff supreme, and and, and a big. Big player in my life, uh, a guy who worked with Buster Keaton when he was a young wow. man, mm-hmm. and and wore that as a badge of honor as well. He should. And he and, just passed, and so it's really important for us to honor want him, to commemorate his life and his career. Uh, so, so uh, she, but she, she's doing US. it with, but she's doing it with. Uh, it's the Bainbridge Island. Uh, I think it's museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the ones that are the. That's the official name that you'll see, and there too, she endows them. She is. Cynthia is incredible because she really supports the arts in every way. And we got, and and we got some support from my, my home, my home school, which is USC School of Cinematic Arts. That's awesome. I've been yeah. teaching for over 20 years. Uh, the incredible Dee Dee Dadigan, Danelle Dadigan, who owns, created the Hollywood Museum. Uh, in the Max Factor building. In the building. Max Factor building, which is so cool. And a lot of people don't know about it. That's the crazy thing. You know, oh, it's that place between Ripley's Believe It or Not and Mel's Diner. Uh, you know, <laughs> Which is accurate. Which is accurate. It is accurate, but it's beautiful, and the history is crazy, and she is someone really spectacular. She collects props, but also everything. Uh, you can go see the uh, the Hannibal Lecter room from Silence of the Lambs downstairs. The and the makeup rooms where exactly. Lucy the would Max have her Factor. makeup done and all that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's a cool and building for it sure. It really is. So she's doing 50% off any Malton Fest. Uh, you can get 50% off tickets there. And she and my dad, on the Friday, earlier in the day, we think about 1.30 to 2.30, will be there. Uh, telling people about the history and showing them around, which I'm excited for. Uh, we just, yeah, every every piece has been so special and so important to us. Uh, Doug Benson is a part of our opening night. He loves musicals, but he also loves my dad. They're buddies. And so they're recording an episode of Doug Loves Movies, playing the Leonard Malton game with Sam Levine and Amy Miller. Uh, yeah, and just... Dante and Josh Olsen yep. are doing an episode of their podcast called The Movies That Made Me. And... I'm going to be their guest. I think that's fantastic. Okay, Leonard, what's the first movie you ever took Jesse to see in a theater? Oh, Lord. Oh, gosh, in a theater. It probably was a Saturday morning screening of a Disney Disney movie. Yeah. Most likely. Okay. I will never forget that 101 Dalmatians, they brought Dalmatian puppies. And there are photos of me on the ground just covered in Dalmatian puppies. Like, this is, this, I can die now. This is everything. Now, what's the first movie your father took you to, Jesse, that 
in hindsight, was probably not the right All movie to see at your age. All of them. <laughs> All of them. George, we have a very unfortunate history as father and daughter of watching inappropriate movies together, not, not knowing we were walking into that situation. I wish people could see Jesse's face right now. You don't know, George. You don't know the stuff we've been through, man. Uh, oh, God. Let me just say. You want to mention no, no, some look, of them. Look. No family should watch any Pedro Almodovar movie together. I'm going to put that out there for you. Uh, there are things like, you know, I sat between my parents watching the South Park movie. Uh, I sat between my parents to watch Titanic. And my mother goes, Jesse, do you? And I was like, woman, no. I don't want, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. My dad and I have seen some of the Sasha Baron Cohen movies together. Uh, the only film I hold against him to this day is Glitter. Uh, because that's two hours of my life I will never get, get back. back. Uh, but no, so, so many, George. So many movies. One of those Saturday morning screenings, which they you know, have for families and members of the press and media and such, was uh, The Mighty Ducks 2. And this was a turning point because we came out of the theater and Jesse had had a great time watching it. And at, at nine years old, that's fine. And so she said to me, did you enjoy it too, Dad? And I said, well, it, more important you enjoyed it, honey. I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> but she wouldn't let up. She said, well, didn't you like it? And I said, you know, honey, it's okay for us to disagree. It, you know, I, I wasn't crazy about it, but I'm really happy you liked it. I said, and it's okay for us to disagree. And she looked at me like, wow. But what he's learned now is that me and my mom are always right. <laughs> so it's not a problem, and we never disagree about movies anymore. Why don't we take a look at the entire official schedule for the very first Malton Fest. It begins Friday, May 10th at the Egyptian Theater, and your first movie is at 4 o'clock, and it's called Please Give. Please Give, starring Katherine Keener and Oliver Platt. A wonderful cast, written and directed by Nicole Holof Center, an Oscar nominee just this past year for uh, Can You Forgive Me? Can You Ever Forgive Me? And she does wonderful films that like social satires. And that's what this one is. A, a very pointed, funny, uh, and contemporary film. One of a kind. Then that's followed by Doug Loves Movies, Doug Benson's great podcast, which he's going to do live with uh, his guests Sam Levine and Amy Miller, and I think me, mm -hmm. in front of our audience. And then Doug is a big fan of musicals, and he loves our opening night film, which is Sing Street, a charming, charming film by the Irish filmmaker John Carney, who made Once, which not only won an Academy Award for its song, but went on to be a Broadway musical, which is A toured. huge Broadway musical. Mm -hmm. uh, he's wonderful, and he has a really, uh, he has an incredible eye, but also uh, he wrote almost all of the music uh, that's mm -hmm. performed in the film. So he's really, he's special. He's so if you special. haven't seen Sing, Sing Street, what's it about, Jesse? Oh my gosh, okay. So uh, it's everything I could dream of because it's the 80s in Dublin, which is where <laughs> I want to be. Uh, basically, a, a young man is coming out of his school and he sees a beautiful girl standing on a stoop across the way and says to someone, who is that? Uh, played by Lucy Boynton, who is now famous because of Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh he goes over to try and talk to her. He gets up the nerve, and she says she's a model. And he says, oh, well, uh, my band is filming a music video this weekend if, if you want to be in it. And she says, maybe. He said, okay, well, now he has to go and actually start a band <laughs> yes. to make a music video that she can be in. And it goes from there. Which he does. He does. All for the sake of being with her. That's right. And the music is wonderful. The music is terrific. 
I, I, li- I really I listen to it all the time. I love it. I like that you are doing something different for your opening night party, which are sometimes these big soirees, and yours is sponsored by the Scum and Villainy Cantina. <laughs> Explain yourself, Leonard Moulton. Scum and Villainy Cantina, which sounds uh, uh, somewhat um, uh, evil. That's the idea, man. <laughs> isn't, isn't at all. It's a delightful place that patterned after the cantina in Star Wars. It's so cool. And it was made. The thing is, uh, folks like Fawn Davis, one of the fellows who created a lot of the things you see in Star Wars in terms of the actual models and whatnot, helped J.C. Reifenberg build this place. It's so cool. Uh, So they're good people. They're good people. people. They're going to be there Friday night with us. We're also, though, because uh, Sing Street's 80s, we are encouraging people to dress up a la the 80s, mostly because I want to put a mohawk on Leonard, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I like that you're not actually putting so many movies in your festival that people have to run all over the place oh, and no, not no, get we sleep. Didn't, oh. We wanted to have breathing room. We wanted to give everybody breathing room. We want you to be able to talk. That's really a big piece of it, is we know that certain film festivals we go to, it's a high-and-by situation you're running, but since so much of what we're trying to do is create community, you want there to be enough time for people to actually say hello, and have a out. conversation. Yeah. And hang out. And on Saturday, you're going to start the day in the morning at 10.30 with Exporting Raymond, and that involves um, Phil Rosenthal, who created Everybody Loves Raymond. Very, very funny man who created Everybody Loves Raymond with, uh, of course, Ray Romano. And uh, when it became the gigantic hit that it was, Sony, which was producing that show, said, we want to send you to Russia to recreate (laughs) the show with a Russian staff and a Russian cast. And Phil was smart enough to say, I'm taking two videographers with me to document this whole process. Well, it's so funny. It could only be true. You couldn't make this story up. And Phil's a naturally funny guy. He will be there in person with his movie. Awesome. We've talked about Citizen Ruth, which is also Saturday, and, and Big Eyes. Dern in person. And you've got special guests for both of those. I yep. think that's great. And then there's this movie that I've not seen called The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened? Here's a, a, a documentary that is captivating. Uh, to anybody, I think, who, who's interested in behind-the-scenes stories for Hollywood, this is a Hollywood story gone wrong, which produces a documentary that goes right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's about the Superman movie that was written by Kevin Smith to star Nicolas Cage, of all people, as Superman. And it almost got made, but it didn't. And we're showing that film. It was made by the late John Schnepp, a very talented guy who died much too young last year. But his life partner and producing partner, Holly K. Payne, will be there to present the film. And this is the first time it has screened since he passed away, but also since it premiered a few years ago. Uh, so we've invited a lot of his friends. It's going to be a, a schnep evening. Uh, the after party is over at Scum and Villainy Cantina, which I hope everybody checks out because it's such a cool place. Uh, but we're really thrilled to be honoring John. Um, wonderful man and meant a lot to a lot of people. So then on Sunday morning, I'm guessing this is your idea, Jesse, there is a book signing with nine different authors, including somebody named Leonard Moulton. Never heard of him. Who's written like a hundred books. Don't know that guy. And we have all these film book authors. Different kinds of books as well. So we've got Disney. Uh, Chris Nichols wrote a a Disney book with Toshin. Beautiful. About the history of Disneyland. Beautiful book. Uh, Cliff Nesteroff. Yes, there's a book on comedians. We have books on Douglas Fairbanks, on the Marx Brothers. Uh, on the music of James Bond. All of these authors will be there, happy to sign your book. And if you haven't thought of a Mother's Day gift yet, come and have a book personally inscribed to your mom. And See? then join Alice for Mom Moses. <laughs> and you, if you have a pass for the day, 
You can bring your mom for free. Any Malton, any Malton Fest pass holder can bring their mom. And again, as my mom said, godmother, aunt, cousin, friend, whatever. Bring them with you. Nice. Let's celebrate mamas together. And then Sunday, we have Songcatcher. And then movie. Trailers from Hell presents the movies that made me, which is a podcast with who? Joe Dante and Josh Olson. Uh, and they're two of the ones that work on Trailers from Hell and help make it a thing. That's why the name is there. Uh, and, and they'll be interviewing my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it really is exactly what it says. They're discussing the movies that made you fall in love with movies. So it's a really, it's a great podcast anyway. And I recommend it to people. Every week, another fascinating person, and it's it's so intimate. Uh, and then we're showing Absolute Beginners, one of my favorite movies that almost no one has seen. It's 1986, directed by Julian Temple, who's Juno Temple's father. She's obviously out there a lot more now. A lot of people know about her. Uh, but this film, it stars David Bowie. It's got Sade in it, Patsy Kensett. It's, it's music. It's London. It's... It's very fascinating, stylish very stylized. Yeah. It's the kind of thing where it's not it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's so worth watching just for the incredible visuals and everything that they do. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to share that with people. So she's picked this film that's very kind of international and has flair, mm. and it's worth seeing. Oh, and yeah. then you decide, Leonard, to end your festival with a film that... No one needs to see but should. <laughs> We're ending it on a high note, I says. A high note. Bela Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla, a 1951 movie. People say, is that a real movie? Yes, it's a real movie. You couldn't it make called, it up if you tried. couldn't make it up if you tried. It stars the great Bela Lugosi and two guys who were like the poor man's Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, Duke Mitchell and Sammy Petrillo. They really they are a ripoff of Martin and Lewis when Martin and Lewis were the biggest act in show business. And to some, some guy, producer named Jack Broder, had the idea of signing them, putting them in a movie, setting it on a jungle island with <laughs> Bela Lugosi as a mad doctor with, with a gorilla on the loose, you have to see it. You have to see it at least once. And this is maybe your one time to yeah, see it. Only once. But, but it's, <laughs> no, it's, this is the perfect, terrible movie to watch at the Egyptian with a big audience to laugh together. And then, of course, for the street cred of saying you've seen it. Right. Yes, you know? of course. And, uh, we, we couldn't find a 35-millimeter print. Until I talked to the archivist at the Academy, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, and he checked their database and said, wait a minute, we have a 35-millimeter print. And he checked further. He said, it was donated just a few years ago by Bela Lugosi Jr. So we're showing the Lugosi's own print. Do you think Bela Lugosi Jr. said, get rid of this film, give it to Pretty the much, Academy? Yeah, by donating all, it was just that one. It was just that one. And they said, you know what, you guys, you you hold on to this. Don't worry about it. All right, Jesse, time for some housekeeping. Yes. One more time, where do we find information on Malton Fest? You can go to leonardmalton.com slash maltonfest. You can also find us on all of the socials at maltonfest on Instagram and Twitter. We're also there on Facebook. Uh, the Facebook group's really cool because people are starting to talk movies in general, which is, again, the goal. Uh, meet interesting people. You're going to have a good time. Uh, so you can follow any of those. We're doing lots of give- giveaways, still doing lots of giveaways, uh, still have a lot of discounts going on. Film students and film teachers can come for the whole weekend, the whole pass for $25. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. I think the whole idea of this festival is great. I love when I am challenged with something that is not the norm. And you have created a festival that makes us say, what? That is <laughs> <laughs> 
full quote. That's that's right there. Before it I mean, there's all what? these great things. You heard it here. You heard <laughs> no, you know what I mean. You, there are all these great. You put these great movies mixed in with things that most people have never seen but have an opportunity to see. You're admitting you've put a bad movie in because you want the experience of an audience to just yep. see it and then talk about it. So you're getting a conversation going about cinema, and that is fantastic. So Leonard Malton, Jesse Malton, thanks for being here on Off the Red Carpet, and I'll be back again real soon. But thanks for listening to this one. I think it's my favorite one so far. Thanks so much, George.